Welcome back to the Whatnots Reactor Core. My name is Kyle Springer, and I am joined by Melissa Wilkinson. Hello. Melissa, who is your uncle, and what does he do? <laughs> oh, uh, I have an uncle who's a nurse. I have an uncle who owns, like, cute little motel cottages in Arizona. I have uncles there, who do all kinds of things. <laughs> I have an uncle who runs a dairy farm. <gasps> wow yeah, yeah good stuff good do stuff. you get all the butter you want uh unfortunately no we don't oh. I, I i wish that i i had like a lifetime supply of butter that would be like the one fun fact that i could say like at, at those like awkward like circles where everyone has to like introduce themselves and say like a fun fact about them wouldn't that be great to just be like hi my name is kyle springer uh fun fact about me I have a lifetime supply of butter. That's <laughs> I don't underestimate yourself. That's a good one. But you have plenty of fun facts you can say about yourself. One time you ate two cotton candies at once because a Harlem Globetrotter handed you a cotton candy when you already had one. And your parents were like, we can't we can't deny him this. The Globetrotter <laughs> gave it to him. That's one good of my stuff. favorite Kyle facts. It's good. It's good. Melissa, we are here to talk about Hawkeye episode three. Mm. Uh, we're, I, I guess, halfway done with the show now. I think it's only supposed to yeah. be six. Uh, what did you think of this one here? Episode three. This brought a lot of new stuff to the table. This was exciting. Yeah. Yeah, I, I liked this one a lot. Um, I, I think my favorite thing about the show so far is it's just... It's very understated, right? This is yeah. not like universe shattering, like who's going to be the next Captain America? WandaVision. There's a whole town in this like magical. Ha What's happening? It's just this like, like, I, I don't feel like we've really uncovered all of the secrets yet in this show, but it's still it's mm. still it's it's Hawkeye who's just a normal guy. He's a right. dad, right? Just trying to get home to his family. Camely. It's Kate Bishop, who is just a normal girl who just wants to do the right thing and like have this hero to look up to. But she's, I, I guess, maybe not yet, but is maybe about to realize that maybe Hawkeye has some secrets that uh, maybe she might not like down down the road here. But it's just it's it's this like much more understated show, mm. right? There's no big stakes yet. Yeah. It's nice to have a good street level show here in the yeah. mix when everything else has been big international politics and espionage or, or real cosmic stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I thought the action in this mm -hmm. one was phenomenal. I think they stepped it up. They were like, OK, we, we gave you the first two, which kind of set everything up. But now we need things to explode. Um, and. We got some great fight scenes in here. There's a, there's a car chase. Uh, I liked the the move where uh, they're in the like KB Toys warehouse and Kate like slides yeah. on the floor, but like spins around the column like she catches it to like spin her herself there. That that was neat. Um, yeah, just like good action. I felt like it. it this one was a lot of fun. But it also had some really good emotional like punches. There is the opening scene where we find out more about Echo. 
Uh, and yeah. then there's the scene on the when Hawkeye's on the phone with his ki- oh, kid. But both great. of those were, yeah, great scenes. I think will add uh, a lot of heart to this show mm. here. So it, it has been very sweet. Yes. First up, let's talk about Echo. What do you think about her and her, her whole backstory here? I like that that's how this episode opened. It's a very neat mirror to Kate's opening at the very mm-hmm. beginning of episode one. I wonder if maybe two episodes from now we'll get like a little Hawkeye flashback. See little Clint, maybe something he did. I wonder maybe. if this is if the pattern is complete or if this pattern will continue in another episode. But there's I, I was I was aware um, that she w- was deaf. I was not aware that she had a prosthetic leg. That was new. I don't remember that coming up in any of the like introductions to the character I heard about in like theory and breakdown videos. So I'm curious about that addition. Yeah, that's not a thing from the comics, I think. Um, So I I wonder if that's even just the actress, like one of them is. I don't know. Uh, I I feel like I also would have heard that. Uh, because I've heard she, her casting was announced a while ago, and it was well, like we, we maybe have it's a, the younger kid, like and like oh like that, oh like they love this one, kid. Yeah. She had a prosthetic leg, and they're like, well, we're we're gonna we'll do this to the adult something. performer yeah. as well. Yeah, we'll fit this in. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not sure. I'm curious about it. Who knows? Uh, I guess we can look it up on the internet at some point right. and see, but uh, where it might be revealed in the show that there is some backstory yeah. here to all of that. Dude, perhaps some sort of accident or attack, or maybe it's just n- not tragic at all. Just another facet of her character it could lead to a lot of different things. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Um, yeah, I, I thought I th- th- this whole backstory of... Maya, I thought, was really sweet. I thought she has a great relationship with her father. Like, she's so close to him that when she does eventually witness Ronan killing him, like, this is the moment where she goes down this path, right? Uh, That Mm. has led her to where she is now. And I think we're still going to learn more information about that moment and stuff down the road because one of the big scenes is that she's in this karate dojo uh learning how to fight and protect herself and this is where we kind of see that she is very observant and i think yeah saying she's very observant is also an understatement like uh yeah. because in the comics her powers is that she can mimic right other people yes. if she sees uh, uh like them do something so she's picking up on all these techniques and stuff like that but they haven't explained it as she has powers or stuff it's just she is watchful she's observant but yeah she's there and the father is like hey i have to go do some work your uncle will take you home and then in steps this mysterious big man, uh, big. who we don't see who it is exactly. He pinches her cheeks. He has like a sweet laugh. And then that's it. He walks away. That's all we see. Melissa, his uncle. Who's who's the uncle? Oh, it's got to be Kingpin. 100 percent Kingpin. Safe money. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I really think this is Kingpin. 
I don't necessarily think that was Vincent D'Onofrio in that scene. Yeah, I don't necessarily think not. that was his voice. It didn't really look like his hands, though I'm also not really familiar with his right. hands in d- 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 detail like that. Like that, that's not that's not his thumbnail. He has a scar on it, you know. I don't know. Um, but yes, I I believe this is Kingpin. I think that's a safe bet here and that we will see him uh, by the end of this show, at least, if not. What a next Christmas week. gift. Bring Kingpin I, home for Christmas. Right, Share him with your family. Absolutely. absolutely. Um, I'm what did you think about this conversation that Echo is having with her dad where she's talking about dragons? Because we've had literal dragons just My earlier this year in Shang-Chi. Exactly that. I'm like, oh, wait till she meets Shang-Chi. <laughs> right. But another thing I was thinking of was uh, that big Chitari that was like flying through the sky in the Battle of New York. That's a dragon-esque. I was wondering if we were going to, because I think when we first see her, it's 2007. I was wondering if we were going to get an Which- additional flashback to 2012. Where she sees this dragon type creature like literally break that. through from a hole in the sky. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I, I wonder if it's just a nod to her, like, kind of wanting to believe in better things or like more fantastical mm-hmm. things. Um, just like just just the nature of her character. Uh, but yeah, that would be interesting to see what she's up to do during the attack on new york is she still in new york is she off training somewhere what is she doing so i don't know we'll see we'll see but i think we're gonna learn a lot more info on this whole situation here because my theory is that maybe so it, we we see Ronan stabbing her father and then like j- 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 jumping out the window, moving on to the next g- 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 guy. We hear in passing that Ronan basically got rid of most of the organized cr- cr- crime in New York, mm-hmm. except for the people at the very top. Like he, he they, they say he like he almost got away with all of it, but he didn't. Yeah. So my theory Especially because Hawkeye in the comics started out as a villain. Yeah. I'm wondering if maybe we will see a little bit more of that in this show. Maybe he did work for Kingpin at one point mm. or took some odd jobs or was hired by Kingpin to take out the tracksuit mafia. Um, so... Echo will see Ronan being the one actually stabbing him, but down the road we'll learn that it was her uncle being the one to either hire Ronan or give the order, or who knows. Um, it could be something along those lines. There. What would you think of that if something like that was the case? Oh, that's I like that angle. Uh, I'm not sure that would play in in Hawkeye's swan song. It seems like an odd thing to like kind of leave this character on. Not that he may not. Occasionally he may pop up from time to time as the MCU goes on. This is largely the closing the book on Clint Barton. I'm not sure how it would play to 
find out in the final chapter of the Barton book that he was a, a gun for hire for Kingpin. But well, that, perhaps they could pull it off. Yeah. Seems to be that he's hinting at he's done some terrible things. We know he's killed a yeah. bunch of people as Ronan. Mm. Killed criminals, but he still murdered a lot of people, right? Uh, so I don't put it past him to have have been like, yeah, before I was in Avenger, before I worked for Shield, right? I maybe picked up a few odd jobs with Kingpin or whoever. Um, and I think in the comics, it was Daredevil who killed Echo's father or that is what she's led to believe and then she finds uh. out that it was kingpin so i'm wondering if they're basically taking that same thing mm. to be like it, yeah it was hawkeye but it was actually kingpin what that was the one here and i i think somewhere along the line everyone will find out that clint or hawkeye at least and ronin are all the same people that this yeah. information will get out. And I think this is around the same time that Val <laughs> at the end of Black Widow yes. goes to Yelena and is like, hey, do you want to uh, hunt down this guy? Because we now know that he's he's done some stuff here. Uh, which Yeah, that all connects. Is is she supposed to make an appearance in this? Is Did I remember that? I do remember c- hearing this. Yeah, we are supposed to see Yelena at some point. So. I don't know where this ends up. Do you think Hawkeye is alive at the end of this? Is Clint alive at the end of this? Does he get the to go home to his family for Christmas and retire or he'd better? Not? I, <laughs> I, 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 I hope so. I, I hope he just gets to retire and, right. you, you know, go be his be, be himself, be a dad there. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think that would be too like too happening. sad of a move for him to die. Just yeah. him go off, you know, live on the farm quietly. Yeah. Um, not by not not what's the saying? He he bought the farm. We don't want that. Farm's already purchased. Yeah. No. No need uh, to buy additional <laughs> farm. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I feel like something along those lines could happen in this show, or at least set things up so that yeah, in once Echo gets her own show, which we know is a thing that they are making, maybe this is where she deals more with Kingpin or mm-hmm. something else. Who knows? But moving on though, uh, they escape custody of the tr- tracksuit mafia there's this big chase scene and a big uh fight scene at the kb toys there what did you think of all of this stuff here this had one of my favorite mo- moments the the big pim arrow here yes i i'm so happy that was the cap to this entire scene he's pulling out these arrows that uh it's possible that it wasn't until Hawkeye the series that they thought now we can play around with tone and give him these silly arrows, but we'll pretend he always had them. Or if they're going to say that these only arrived like post end game and that's why we haven't seen them before. Like who designed yep. these? Were these he his ideas? Whose idea was it for purple goo arrow? Uh, and then we get to the Pemtech arrow and I'm like, yes, uh, I can see like scott getting in on this and he's just like make a goo one hank a goo one 
What what do you mean goo, Scott? <laughs> <laughs> but I like how 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 I'd would love how to hear Michael Douglas shout the word goo? <laughs> <laughs> how how would you feel about Hank Pym being the Avengers Q and just <gasps> making all of like these that. gadgets? Yeah? Yeah, I, I you think know, that'd be he's fascinating. An, an, an old man loves to tinker. That's the number yeah. one old man hobby. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know if this means other Avengers now have Pym tech mixed in with their stuff. Uh I don't I don't know who could have what, but that would be neat to see as they all start like sharing stuff, right? Uh, of, I would love to like, see oh, that. You have this, you have that. Yeah. I think that would be neat. Um, I I liked the car chase in in this. I like how she ends up making fun of his plunger arrow, which is a callback to the like old school Silver Age mm-hmm. co- comics where the trick arrows and stuff were a big thing, and he would just have his plunger arrow there. I hope that comes um, back. I hope we get to see a legitimate use for plunger arrow. Well, th- we we did that was the one that he used to stick on the train that saved him at the oh, end oh there. right right yeah that sorry the, i missed like, that yeah the end cap end cap and she responds like oh i get the plunger arrow now <laughs> i i watch these like in the morning while i eat breakfast and sometimes i do miss details because i'm like poking yep. at my oatmeal or something <laughs> what did you think about the dongle arrow the usb <laughs> arrow <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which we've fun. gotten to see in in what if and it was a yes, huge big thing right. it was the thing that stopped ultron right that infected him with the virus i want him to have every kind of arrow i want there to be a nail file arrow holding an entire arrow to fix up your nails you know during downtime What's her name? An arrow uh, that's Lady Deathstrike from the 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 X Men uh, movie that had the like really long nails yeah. and can do all that stuff. Take that, Lady Deathstrike. I, uh, I have prepared. a large nail file, ma'am. <laughs> Let me take it to you. Yo, we just need a big enough nail file, and Lady Deathstrike neutralized. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I I I liked that whole chase sequence. I liked the like revolving camera thing that they yeah. did here. Um, I I did think that you could kind of tell a lot of it was green screen. Um, but I I don't necessarily think that 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 was a problem because I was having so much fun. Yeah, with this. it was just like I like I'm 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 just enjoying this. Like they're they're having a good time. This, they are so. yeah i i was so startled when they ran over the wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube santa i yelped i've never <laughs> seen that done to one of those and i'm like no he those apologizes. are innocent those are neutral ground you don't you don't touch them they're like a field medic nobody touches any <laughs> wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube being of any kind he apologizes he's like sorry Santa. he did i appreciated that thank you you gotta recognize what you did yeah <laughs> it's like you know how some 
people when they 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 get a yellow light and it's like they they like speed up and they like do the little kiss thing on they're like sorry yeah. like i know i was supposed to slow down but yes. it, it's it's like it's like that i've, I've seen people like multiple people will do like a small kiss to the the like to I, the I car guess the, well they, they'll they'll, to they'll gods? like <laughs> to whatever gods you choose no uh, they like <laughs> kiss their hands like they're about to blow a kiss but then they will yeah like t- touch the roof of their car but it's meant to be like for i i, I guess like for the light its health as they pass it here of just like yeah an apology or like i don't know i i've seen multiple people do that or do similar I, th- th- things i don't have any car superstition it always surprises me when people have one i thought you were describing somebody like running a yellow light and as some sort of an apology to the people behind them who are seeing them do something risky they're like i blow a kiss to I'm you sorry, my fellow humans you. You <laughs> left you behind. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure, but yeah, at, at least he apologized and he recognized he what he. Same is okay. Did he did, yeah. Um, something else that I thought was was neat. Uh, apparently, Kazi or Kazi uh was in the dojo. Uh, there, yeah. that karate Jojo. He was that smaller kid who got taken out. Mm. That, that first one. There's the the I saw that kid who's standing there, and he the white kid gets his butt whooped there. That's apparently young Kazi, who, who I guess is the other villain in this one who can do all the sign language and stuff. There, I think, I think he's more the the clown guy that i know from the comics oh oh i don't know here in in the (laughs) comics there's a villain that wears like clown makeup not like big like ronald mcdonald type but still the like white face paint with the like harlequin like sad tear things underneath the eyes and i think he had like purple lipstick or something like that i think that's look. the same character here in this but could be wrong but i don't know i i like that later on in the episode we got a scene that is kazi and echo talking to each other i'm happy that very mm-hmm. promptly they, they they made sure to illustrate to us he is not strictly in the role of translator that is what he does but this character is going to be more than that he's going to have his own viewpoint, his own dialogue and conversations uh, with Echo that we get to see. Yeah. Um, I think he's going to end up being one of the more main villains of this show, Mm. especially since Echo's character in the comics does stop being a villain. Like she ends up changing sides. And so I think there is this camaraderie between the two, especially if they met way back when they were kids, right? Mm-hmm. Like they have, they must have some kind of strong relationship. And then I think when we find out more about the death of her father and what happened and all of that stuff, I think Echo is going to kind of end up changing sides, whereas Kazi is going to be like, what the hell? Like, no, like you, like you just left me here. And I think he'll take on a more ant- ant- antagonistic role at the end there. Well, yeah, he is trying to talk her 
kind of talk her out of the mission because he's like, your uncle didn't sanction this. Like, you're kind of going off books here, and I'm worried about what the consequences are going to be. So, I don't know, maybe he'll side with Kingpin at the end. Let's, like, do whatever is safest for him in his life. Yeah, because Kingpin is a scary dude, for sure. Big. Big man. Big man, indeed. Um... How about the banter between both of the Hawkeyes, right? Especially Two when Hawkeyes. Clint gets his hearing aid taken out and broken. Like, he can't really hear. So there's this banter back and forth. But, like, like one has to, like, look at the road while they're driving. One is, like, outside the car. So they can't really see each other. And, like, he can't read lips because he needs to keep his eye on the road. So they, like, they're talking at one another and never actually communicating and often end up saying the same thing for this comedic effect. And I thought that was amazing. I did did like that, that immediately after the fight, the first thing she's thinking about is, heck, we got to walk the dog. And then he's talking at her like, you know what, kid, you did good. You are a really great archer. Like he's imagining that she's bragging or something as her first words after the fight. And then he's like, we should check on that dog. (laughs) Yeah. I also like that all day. <laughs> Echo uh, sees his hearing aid, believes that he is yeah. entirely without hearing without it and, and has relied on sign language throughout his life as she has. She takes it out and he only knows enough sign language to say, I'm hard of hearing, but I'm I, not fluent in sign language. Sorry. He knows that. I love you. And could you imagine he's learning this with his kids? More cookies, please. He's picking this up with his kids. (laughs) Right. So he knows kid phrases like, more cookies, please. Yum. (laughs) I like that. I like that he's really a beginner in this. And we're going to get to see him grow. Yeah. Um, That was was neat. But yeah, I, I like how... When 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 he says that, he's like, hey, I'm only hard of hearing. I'm not deaf. Her response is then like, hey, you'll actually be better off without that. Like, you'll be stronger. Uh, Not not as a call to like, hey, if you're deaf, you don't need a hearing aid. You can do it on your own. Be a super. But like, I think for him in this case, it is this neat thing of like, hey, you don't need to rely on this and you can be strong with it or without it and that she thinks like hey you'll be stronger without it like you like mm. you aren't this piece of equipment right like you yeah. are more than that which is neat mm. it, it, it was a good response to, to all of that yeah. just like, <laughs> like that and like like we said the the conversation on the phone with his kid oh, and he I, can't hear his kid and has to have yeah. Kate, like write all the stuff down heartbreaking but all of these yeah, emotional don't... moments were so good mm-hmm. and like you don't realize that because you don't see the screen of the phone you go. don't know like who he sees as the caller id he doesn't recognize like he can't he his hearing is is so lower that he can't even tell whose voice it is who is speaking to him Till Kate walks up and writes him the note like it's a little boy. It's it's your littlest guy. It's Nathaniel. It's yeah. yeah it's there was it was very touching. I like that it kind of brings Kate into the fold. It makes her uh more intimately aware of what the stakes are for Hawkeye. Not just logically, you know, he's mentioned his kids. He has to get back home to. But now she's 
heard one of the kids. She's been part of the conversation with one of the kids. And, you know, she's going to try that much mm-hmm. harder to get him back home in time to do that. And when you, you were first getting this call from Nathaniel, you are worried, like, did somebody trace this back? Is somebody going after Laura and the kids? And then he's just like, I'm bored. I, <laughs> I woke up early. Everyone's still asleep, Dad. I'm bored. <laughs> I love that it's a low stakes call. Nothing actually important is happening. He just misses his dad. Yeah, but it, it seems like Clint often also doesn't tell the family exactly what he's up to for their yeah. safety. Right. Like they all know that he mm. does this stuff, but these the specifics, at least until it's all done, he doesn't yeah. really tell them. So there yeah, is this Laura, like he, awkwardness. Yeah, like yeah. Laura probably has a good idea of what's happening. But yeah, the kids are, are just told, Dad's at work. Dad's going to help somebody. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Let me ask you this to wrap things up. What are you looking forward to in the second half of this show? What do you want more of? Or is there something that we have yet to really find out yet that you're in, interested in? Ah, just the same plot hooks as anybody else. When is when are we gonna get get that kingpin reveal? When is Yelena coming in? Um, yeah. uh, I, I wonder if we're ever gonna find out more about Kate's aunt whose apartment they're crashing in, or, or right. if the movie poster like that's all we're going to get. We don't need it. I just think it's an interesting little bonus addition, and I'm curious if the aunt will become if we're going to continue to follow Kate throughout her, her superhero and personal life. If the aunt will become a character. Or if this is purely just for plot reasons, so they have a place to be at. Who knows? Um, And we haven't, this episode took us away from her mom's not in it. Jack shows up just at the very end. We're not really involved Uh in that murder mystery. So looks like episode four will take us back, uh, back with that. Find out who, who stabbed Armand? Why? With what? With what of the 50 swords that are around? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm I'm interested more in that as well. Also, this watch that seems to be that's a right. MacGuffin of the series somewhat. Uh, and then I've I've heard some people talking about uh, their like penthouse apartment. Like, why? Why did they choose to rebuild that? It seems it just seems like maybe there's something important going on there maybe not at all and it's just like well hey this has been in like this home has been in our 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 family for generations so might as well keep it right yeah maybe there's nothing there but yeah i yeah is there something hidden in the walls is it seems like there's two or three plots kind of going on and i i can't wait for them to kind of crash into one another here so mm-hmm. looking forward to it's all of Christmas that. backdrop. What Christmas tropes will we hit? Will there be a gingerbread house at any point? Will there be a Santa? Do we have to run past a mall where a Santa is? <laughs> will they go ice skating at Rockefeller Center? Will they just have to run across the ice rink? <laughs> like that episode what of Mr. Arrows Robot. Will we see next. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. More arrows. Yeah, good stuff with that. Uh, well, I think that about wraps us up for our reactions mm-hmm. for this week uh, on Hawkeye Episode 3. So, Melissa, where can the people find you on the Internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. 
and listen to my other podcast, Saturday Morning Obscurities. There you go. You guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter. And if you guys want to stay up to date with all the stuff that we do here at The Whatnots, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. So please go like, share, subscribe, and help us spread the word. That would be amazing. And we will be back next week for Hawkeye Episode 4. So until then, Mm -hmm. peace. Bye. Bye.